0: plushcare.com slash weight loss oh hello there uh i was wondering um well this was a few weeks ago i i was wondering what a quasi quatting was and i thought it was a measurement of the tensile strength of a truss um yes we're doing that not today thank you presents the truss fund Yeah, I told you there'd be uh, more stuff to uh, emerge from that. Still a a, a trove of of stories. And and Kwasi Kwateng, we've got some exclusive audio uh, from uh, the interview with him uh, talking about what it was actually like in number 10 around the time of the mini budget. Here it is. Well, you, you, you know the fact of the matter is that uh, liz uh, she she done a big big job here in the downstairs toilet uh, number 10 and i i said to her i think this is too much too fast and she said well i've only got two hours and i said well, it'd be two minutes at this rate and uh, but we're still very very good friends and, and none of it's my fault i'm actually brilliant and uh, i still still believe that okay very happy friday to you welcome along to the podcast it is friday uh, thanks to hannah who pointed out that just as on wednesday i thought it was monday and said happy monday to you uh on radio four they ran a play on wednesday called monday why'd they do that come on guys surely uh, we've got some of your 50 shades of gray uh we've got some stories about theme parks Uh, We've got your least favourite celebrations, Chocolates. Uh, Some absolute winners in there. Uh, We've also got Mick Wright in a second on uh, more hot topical stuff like Lord Lucan. Uh, But first of all... Capitalists, conservatives, generally, they always talk about, oh, we want less than a nanny state. We don't want a nanny state. Ha, 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 We don't want a nanny state. You know, people should be on their own. Free market, enterprise. People should be able to pursue their own money, and they should be able to do what they like, and they should be invested in capital and blah, blah, blah. And then you realise, oh, no, actually, you want a nanny state more than anyone else. We're talking about maybe having a right to basic health what you want to do is go and play capitalism and put all your money into things and get loads of money back. Mummy, I want to play the game where I put some money in and then more money comes out. That's capitalism and I want to play it. And uh, You're not seeing the small print of the value of your investment may go down as well as up. It's like, no, mummy, I mean, oh, mummy, mummy, all my money's gone. Mummy, mummy, can oh, no, mummy, can you buy my thing, please? Can you buy my thing because no one's buying my thing. Please, nanny. Please, nanny, state by my thing H Boss. you know oh it's great we're making money hand over fist and railways oh it's making money hand over. Fist. we it works because we're grown-ups we don't want the nanny state oh it's all gone wrong nanny can you can you sort it out please nanny whinging babies in shiny suits <laughs> Day. The papers pump out endless streams of hate. The fifth columns' propaganda they will propagate. But who can penetrate the propaganda of the state? Mick Rye, aka Broken Bottle Boy. Mick Rye, aka Broken Bottle Boy. Here he is. It's the the king of giggles, the <laughs> <laughs> the lord of chuckles himself, a man who's always fond of a feudal system, particularly when there's lols galore. It's Mick Rice, everybody.
1: Can it's like the world's worst comedy club MC.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. When they, when they
1: bring you on and you just think thanks, you've really stitched me up there. Listen,
0: i listen, I could walk into a job on a ferry. I don't want to brag about it, but you know You
1: could walk off a ferry
0: too. Yeah, yeah. I roll on, I roll off. Uh, off. How's your week been? Um Chucklesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. chucklesome, non stop, laugh-a-rama
0: What's what's got those g- giggle muscles going the most this week? <laughs> <laughs> I don't,
1: I don't know why, I, why I agree to this every time. No, I, I think, Why have I agreed? To well, this, look, this is
0: this is this is kind of like another facet of like you listening to Times Radio. All this is doing is just filling your spleen. You know, it's it's.
1: Uh, it's, a, it's like a it's audio punishment beating anyway well a couple of things this week um half I, I, i've only written two things this week and that is because of um low level background depression but let's not sure. think about that well no, no we instead. can we can think about that let's think of instead about lord lucan because there's nothing that's more <laughs> exciting than talking about the highly contemporary news story yeah. that is Lord Lucan. It's, it's, um, this is
0: turning into, like, a history feature. We did Dapper Laughs.
1: Dapper Laughs. And where did he go? It got a lot on two of history's greatest criminals, <laughs> Lord Lucan and Dapper Laughs.
0: Who was worse? the reasons
1: I have to say that um, uh, Lord Lucan was never... <laughs> <laughs> tried for his crimes uh, no um he was actually found uh, guilty by an inquest uh by right. late but that him being found guilty in absentia by an inquest later led to a change in the law where inquest can't do that anymore there's a little fact there for you uh, um, that's great but anyway why am i talking about lord Lucan? well um it was uh on november 7th it was the 40th 48th anniversary of his disappearance and more uh importantly uh, the the murder the killing of um Sandra Rivett, the uh, the nanny uh, to the Lucan family who was um, who was who was killed uh and by Lord Lucan uh, the 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 um courts have it even though he never stood trial um and 48 years after uh, the daily mirror splashed with the uh with the front page headline pick of Ozzy OAP, exact match for lucan uh and in no. that story a uh Uh, an academic claimed a a 100% accurate algorithm, it's never been wrong, uh, that proved definitively that uh, an 87-year-old man uh, in Australia was in fact Lord Lucan. Mm. Now, the next day um, (laughs) the Daily Mail published an unredacted picture of this man who apparently was definitely Lord Lucan and my algorithm, my eyes
0: uh, yeah. uh,
1: uh, Showed me very clearly it's not Lord Lucan. Um, but something's really interesting about <laughs> just a minute, way... just
0: a minute, let me get my algorithms on.
1: Yeah, oh, hang on, that's clearly not Lord Lucan in any way. Uh, but the thing about this is, really was pretty rancid to me is that it was it, the ethics of a newspaper like The Mirror putting on their front page, um, this is Lord Lucan, even though they, they pixelated the picture of the guy. Um, but uh, sending news reporters to this guy's house in um, in Australia and saying, "Yeah, you know, uh, we we sent people there," and uh, and the thing is, they wrote in the in the story, they said, "Mirror tracked him down to his house in the suburbs of Brisbane. When approached, he became stressed and agitated and declined to see us." What he told his carers to tell us, "No, I'm not Lord Lucan." Now, which is exactly what he would say. Yeah, exactly. It may be, you know. Uh, it's it's just the way that they write the story sort of like well look he became distressed and agitated i think if i had people come to my house and accuse me of being you know one of the most notorious um murderers of all time Mm. i might myself be a little stressed and agitated but the way it's framed and put together was like uh, you know, there was this whole just asking questions tone to the whole reporting. There, the there's a nice. Thing that, the, I
0: mean, the, it, it does beg the question: What is the appropriate reaction then, according to those journalists, to that accusation? What would be uh, if you were an innocent person? How, how are you supposed to? Yeah,
1: it's uh, impossible. Like, there's no possible way. Well, he seems suspicious. Yeah. He seems suspect He laughed off the very...
0: accusation. You know. Yeah. He as, he, as, met, as he, he met he met our accusations in song form. <laughs> Singing an aria, the illuciva le, le, le stelle from Tosca.
1: It turned out that he had composed an entire musical about a why he wasn't Lord Lucan, which seemed suspicious
0: unbelievable. Um,
1: but it, 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 it's the way what's interesting about reporting like this, uh, me dragging it back from chuckles to being um relentlessly serious as ever, um, <laughs> is that. You could tell from the way that this was written and structured that they've decided, well, this is definitely Lord Lucan. So we're going to frame this in every way with no doubts possible. So you have another part where it says he's been looked after by members of Buddhist community. Two young Englishmen have been acting as his carers Ah. when they've attended open Buddhist prayer meetings with him. They've been surprised by the sudden appearance of two mystery men. The Aussie based OAP carries his birth certificate with him wherever he goes and Mm -hmm. often looks at it. So what, Yeah, another way of looking at this is this is a very vulnerable old man who they wrote (sighs) in a previous story about him two years ago, the same guy that they were harassing. Um,
0: all right, so that might be a good reason for carrying a birth certificate around with you, then.
1: Yeah, has serious health issues, right? Hmm. And he's a vulnerable old man. (sighs) And they put the world's press onto him and said, Well, this is Lord Lucan. And like I say, uh, uh, next day after I'd written in this edition newsletter, the Daily Mail. Um, disgustingly published uh, an unredacted picture of this old man. And that in itself is pretty bad. But what it di- did enable anyone with eyes to do was say... Well, algorithms. This no way- absolutely... Yeah, with with sharp 2020 algorithms, yeah. um, even I, uh, having to put my additional algorithm eyeglasses on, yeah. um, was a- you-, you just look at it and you go, well, there's no way this man is... It, well, is Lord Lucan. It's just not. He's not him. There's no possible way. Even if you said, oh, well, what if he'd have, um, you know, plastic surgery? Not his chance in hell. You
0: are so woke, Mick. I feel cancelled. I should been... be able to ban the accusations willy-nilly.
1: But this has been a... Uh, uh, another part of this is when is you go back through the Mirror's archives and you'll find that the same reporter andy Lyons, who's the chief reporter at the mirror has 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 done loads of previous stories about this and usually they're drawn from um things that have been said to the mirror by um neil berryman who who is the son of sandra rivet but he only discovered um he was her son um in uh scans
0: with algorithms
1: 2007 finds it so um like this guy's understandably really obsessed with the notion of like trying to find the man who killed his mother yeah but what a journalist needs to do is to say okay but why is this guy you know what are these Accusations. What, what is the balance of them? You know, in previous exclusives from him, mm-hmm. um written by the Mirror, in two, 2015, Neil Berriman said he didn't know who killed his mother. In 2016, he said Luke hired a hitman. So this guy has, you know, had a history of, of really sure. trying to find an explanation. And I feel for him. Yeah. But it's v- disgusting to see this thing of, uh, you know, treating it as a little bit of a game. this this, <laughs> this old man in yeah. Australia is. You know, they already did this to him in 2021. Yeah. Uh, and now they're doing it in, in, sorry, in 2020. And then they did it. And then in 2021, um, the police said, it's not Lord Lucan. We've yeah. looked into it. It's not Lord Lucan. Yeah. But that story has now been disappeared from the Mirror's website, curiously. Mm. The one where they said it's not Lord Lucan. You
0: kind of think. A disappearance. Oh, well, that article is going to show up in Brisbane. I mean, I guess more broadly, culturally, you know, it's it's very hard to fend off the sort of fake news media accusations when spurious stuff like this is uh, being paraded around on front pages, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think the thing about this particularly specific, is that people can say, oh, well, it's kind of funny. It doesn't really matter. But but actually, you know, there are still living people who are affected by this. Yeah. And the fact that, um, you know, that like... <sighs> The Lucan story has been doing this for... E- ev- even in the, s- in the year he disappeared, mm. um, they found the runaway Labour MP John Stonehouse who'd faked his own death because he was spotted in Australia and people thought he was Lord Lucan. <laughs> and then since then, there's been, like, Lord Lucan's uh, consistent... Like, loads of crazy Lord Lucan stories. Like, um, uh, in 1976, they, uh, there was a claim that Lord Lucan was actually acting as a double for Saddam Hussein now um <laughs> and in 1979 there was this car thief just this random um british car thief who was living in the outback he was accused of being lord lucan yeah. then um there was this claim that a mustachioed man in Vel- venezuela was lord lucan and then there was a guy called jungly barry in goa jungly barry and when he died that turned out he had he was literally a guy called Barry and had nothing to do. Yeah, and with he just Lord didn't
0: Luke. do much self-grooming.
1: And then in 2007, they accused a man in New Zealand of being Lord Luke, and despite the fact that he was ten years younger and five inches shorter, yeah, so, well, could happen. So it's happened a lot, basically. But yeah. in this case, I think it's particularly bad because you know you're talking about a man that the Mirror admits is a is is a, a, an, an old man in very poor health and quite vulnerable.
0: Um, yeah, but um. Uh, uh. Yes, yes, but I think what you're forgetting is...
1: BURN THE WITCH! YES! exactly uh yeah fine it's fun it's fun that's definitely a balanced it's a mock
0: execution you know it's the same as uh matt hancock on i'm a celebrity uh it's the same principle and i still feel like you know he's being stocked and pilloried um yeah
1: but he's getting paid 400 grand for it oh yeah yeah yeah. do it so it's different that it's it's slightly like you
0: know no that's what um, i mean about it being a mock execution you know and and everyone's going to feel better about the goving mink uh, having seen him eat a kangaroo's bum, uh, I think it's, it's a really, sort of great it's, deflection.
1: It's, it's interesting as well because by the time he's done on there, the, the, pe- we uh, people will uh, be empathising with him, and they'll find a way to make him empathetic. Um, you know, because they'll say, "Well, look, he's he's done these tasks with them with with a grin on his face. You know, smiled his way through these horrible tasks yeah, because he's 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 a
0: sociopath.
1: You <laughs> see the man laugh." Uh,
0: it's, yeah. Listen, he, he, he's he a cannot
1: mimic normal human emotion. He's uh, a funny anyway. guy.
0: Do you read? Uh, do you read Pop Bitch? Have we had this conversation?
1: Am I? Am I? Fami- are you familiar with the with the outlet Pop Bitch? Yes, yes I am. I do read Pop Bitch. Yeah. Yes, uh, I like the okay. story
0: that they they ran in yesterday's edition, uh, saying um, could uh, his press team have been asking journalists? You know, could you maybe like you know talk about Boy George's previous conviction? You know, just to sort of deflect a bit of the heat Matt's getting in the press
1: well it's interesting yeah. the
0: way the machine works anyway what's the I second mean, to be fair boy yeah. George
1: did chain a sex worker to a, to a wall and that seems to have been abjectly forgotten <laughs> just like gone
0: yeah um, i knew you'd know what it was that's why i brought it up because I, like, I can't yeah. be bothered to google it what happens is generally i think oh, i can't be bothered to google that so then i ring you up and put yep, it in a pop enough. pop it in a podcast um yeah. what's the second thing that's got those rip ticklers. Oh, well, ticklers.
1: yeah. Another hilarious bit of bit of news is about um. So the BBC published um a uh, a st- uh, some research that it had done into uh, abuse received by uh, MPs on uh, social media. Now it was really interesting. It was published by uh, it was it was. um uh, arrived with fanfare by a guy called Peter Sherlock who's editorial lead at the BBC's shared data unit he said it's been an eight-month labor of love we've used machine learning tool to analyze three million tweets of how does toxicity on social media shape our democracy but then when immediately people started looking into the data and the methodology and it turned out that uh, this research they'd done had largely uh, pretty much ignored um racial abuse um it had underplayed Uh, you know uh, abuse about uh, you know transphobia and and, and homophobia and all those kind of things and so and it used this um this thing called perspective api which is a set of machine learning tools developed by a research unit at google and what the people who built that said was this isn't meant to completely replace the work of human decision makers and it was designed to be used in content in comment sections of newspapers or you know on websites to sort of help people spot toxic stuff right? right but it doesn't work very well as a method of spotting toxicity in, in, on, online or in a, or in a debate in british politics because the other thing was this tool was trained on american um language right. right so for instance
0: well, uh, it's people- unlikely that you'd tell matt hancock that he sucks ass although well, exactly. he literally is technically doing that right now
1: but <laughs> yes yeah. But more seriously, uh, for instance, um, you know, uh, the P word uh, slur that would be uh, used for people of um, uh, South Asian heritage in the the UK, right? Uh Um, That's not picked up at all by Perspective API. It doesn't Uh recognize that as a slur, right? Um, So uh, what ends up happening here is that they're in their list of the most abused backbenchers that they generated. Uh Uh, It was a list of... Uh, with only one ethnic minority MP right. on it who's a Tory, no, uh, n- uh, and almost uh, the rest of them uh, white MPs. And the most abused backbencher was Ben Bradley, a Tory councillor and MP who's previously been forced to apologize for his own offensive tweets and, you know, effectively uses Twitter in a pretty trolling way. Right. So, um, and it also did things like put the word stupid for instance very high in its like its its bar for offensive tweets included you know using the word stupid or idiot right right so normal criticism or saying for instance saying this policy is stupid Hmm. i tested this with the perspective api rated 71.76 likely percent likely to be offensive according to perspective right yeah that's it, the bar was so low, yeah. and it was also geared in such a way to completely ignore racial abuse, right? So, sure. for instance, Diane Abbott just doesn't appear in there. Fantastic. Despite the fact that a uh, uh, 2017 mm. study by Amnesty, which, which um, covered a period when there was a general election, mm. um, found that she received uh, uh, a third of all abusive tweets sent to MPs during that period. Um, wow. Now, you would think you would think to look to that and say, "Okay, it's interesting, because the other thing they did with this study is it was across a six week period um, just in the normal run of parliament. And what that means is that Tories will be overrepresented because even Tory backbenchers get reported about more than opposition parties. So they did. There was a there was a part in in a longer bit of research document which they've hidden on Google Docs and which you can't copy and paste from. Mm -hmm. I have found and read anyway. There was a line in it which said, Tory MPs were twice as likely to receive a toxic tweet as a Liberal Democrat MP. And that's just stated as a, as a fact, right? Yeah. But there's no context there. There are only 14 Lib Dem MPs in the current parliament, right? It's <laughs> very, very hard to spot a Lib Dem. And the amount of,
0: <laughs> just and the from amount a sniper of, point of view, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. the yeah. amount
1: of press coverage they get is obviously considerably less than Tory MPs and even Labour MPs. So the notion of saying, well, they're twice as likely to receive a toxic tweet... Yeah, well, they're twice as likely to do things that draw criticism.
0: They are the ones in power. Uh, you yeah, know, this, um, this is always the the thing with satire and everything. They're, they're the exactly. ones with the power. So yeah, the, it's like
1: when the people say, "Well, why aren't there more jokes about the Labour Party on oh. um on on on, politi- on yeah. political satire programmes yeah. such as we have?"
0: Yeah, uh, well, um, as as yeah. Ben Elton said, vote for him, and yeah. then I'll happily well, have yeah, a go then. He them. was right.
1: He was right. He and, was right. And, and, yeah, and the so the. Uh, and um, Paul Brancher, a data journalist who actually worked on this project, he, he just blithely said in a tweet to someone, oh, yeah, the algorithms for detecting identity attacks, so racism, homophobia, that kind of thing, are not reliable enough yet, so we didn't use them. What we were <laughs> able to look at was toxicity. But words like stupid. The, defined by the algorithm as likely to make someone leave a conversation. So, like, the, the, de- the definition of what is toxic mm. to them is... Amazing. Was so twisted. Effectively what this is is me reusing a line from the newsletter apart yesterday, but it's gaslighting with a spreadsheet. (laughs) Because it basically produces this environment where um it presents people like Ben Bradley or Nadine Dorries, who was one of the most abused people, um uh, as the vi- as the as the most significant victims yeah and it also does this thing of like com- putting together so what they have is they have a big number and say oh well you know um boris johnson uh was prime minister at the time uh, received fourteen thousand toxic tweets but because of the bar they put in it mm. they're in they're including everything from someone calling boris johnson an idiot to someone saying I'll kill your family right yes. all in the same group and no sense of like what percentage of that 14,000 are you know at the most extreme end
0: yes and-, and
1: the trouble with this is like it's really really serious to have the national broadcaster do this is terribly serious because yeah. it's given racists an opportunity to say you know because in this report they said oh you know actually nah. um, um ethnic minority MPs are are, no, are really no more likely to be abused than than white nah. MPs and you go well, that's categor- That's clearly not true.
0: Yes. That's
1: yeah. clearly not true. Surely you look at your data and you go, well, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah, this yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense. Uh, and instead, we have the BBC putting its name behind research like this. And what it's doing, which it has a terrible habit of doing, is it's just put its head in its shell now. And it's not at all engaging with any of the criticism of this. Mm. And it's not just criticism online; have been other there've been other articles written about it. Uh, the National in Scotland did a front page saying this research is incredibly flawed, mm. and the BBC will just not uh, um, engage with that. Yeah. And I I'm not one of these people who spends their whole time saying oh the BBC's terrible, everything about it, the BBC is terrible. I want the BBC to continue and thrive, but this stuff happens too often. And what it is 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 a um, allowing. Uh, elite voices basically to over uh, to say oh yeah all this criticism get is toxic toxic yeah, yeah, yeah just shut them up you know keep them over there um it, yes it's really a huge problem
0: well um, toxicity. and i know that's
1: not <clears throat> deeply chucklesome but
0: that's what we come to you for we come to you for the lols uh i guess toxicity is in the api of the beholder I, uh, and another example i guess like medicine of that sort of innate bias towards uh, white men generally uh, yeah
1: pretty pretty much and uh, uh, but it uh, but it's incredible to you know the headline that they put on this story when they put it on the bbc news website was scale of abuse of politicians on twitter reveal mm, but now, not really that's incredibly deceptive
0: it's sure.
1: incredibly deceptive and they also did stuff like once um, people were getting to look at the, the documentation that was with the research, they then um, erased a load of information that suggested that a lot of the abuse online was to do with um, people who were highly transphobic, uh, abusing MPs who weren't transphobic. But that was just erased. Right. Like 15 minutes after they released it, suddenly all of that was erased from the data. That is not the behaviour of, of 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 you know, you expect from a broadcaster that claims to be impartial. It is. It really it, can't it, be doing it, stuff It like is that.
0: from one that's on a shoestring budget that can't actually afford to do any deep digging journalism. Um, speaking of white men generals, uh, what, do you, what do you make of the whole Melanie Musk? What... What do you make of the Twitter implosion? Uh, I've seen you. You're you're not. You, you're sort of hedging your bets. You said I've joined up some other services, but I'm not leaving Twitter. Are you going to leave Twitter?
1: Um. Well, look. Realistically, it's really it's really a problem for me in the sense that right now Twitter is the one social network where uh, um, the things I write get traction, and I can get people to come and read the newsletter potentially subscribe to the newsletter which is you know one your of life ways of making yeah money. yeah so yeah that's a problem um and other other places don't really have that at the moment yeah uh, what is he doing he he wants to be it's what happens when someone who wants to seem cool and wants to have like be like have poster energy is then taking over a, a, a social media site he 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 um is just kind of like vandalizing it um and doing things like the real worrying things around it are things like telling um engineers that they will have to individually sign off on whether the policies are um you know legally watertight for the us for instance and it's like you know get they got rid of their whole communications department most of their legal department yeah it's in a it's a huge problem um Elon, Elon Musk just thinks Miller. he can be like an epic bacon lord and like that all you know yeah. and, and that's how you run Twitter and it's 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 pretty bad yeah, yeah it's pretty bad um I think probably the thing that's gonna really screw it up is we'll start going back to the days of when people were familiar with Twitter in the early days of the whale and of, of the of, the, of the, the actual um network not staying up because if you sack loads of people, um, one of the things that Twitter actually got really good at was working uptime and, and yeah, actual yeah. stability. And that will go away. And when that happens, that's actually almost the thing that that really pushes people away when it just stops working.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah. you know, if people want to, uh, you know, do, do that, do their bit, then they should really go to brokenbottleboy.substack.com um, and stick it to the, the melon, stick it to the man to the melon go and go and read it it's really brilliant and um thanks for thank you for the precious gift of laughter it's the the best it's the best best medicine it really is isn't it there he is there's that smile (laughs) there's my man there's my little prince um (laughs) you're gonna have the best weekend ever yeah unlimited bottomless brunch babe sunday Yeah get all the girls out. (laughs) Alright. You take care of you. I hope you don't cut
1: the bit where I'm where you can audibly hear me having a breakdown at the end.
0: No, no. We I think we should end this whole segment with just you crying softly just off mic. That'd be perfect. If you want to start now, that would be great. Bye-bye. Uh you can WhatsApp, check yeah, on 07862-032-654. Certainly can. You can also uh, email. It's not today at swanburst.com dot com, or you can uh, get in touch on Twitter while it lasts at not today pod. Uh, Julie, get well, Julie uh, says. In my house, uh, oh, this is about uh, chocolates uh, celebrations. The spurious story about bounties being pulled out where they weren't really. Um, we were asking, what's your least favorite in the celebrations tub? Julie says, in my house, I always go for the imperial mufflers first, whereas my husband covets the purple nunders. One thing we can agree on is the eucalyptus shrapnel are universally despised. I like those. Clear you right out. Uh, And Neil says, uh, hi Jake, on Monday, I think you mean Wednesday. No, it was Monday. Uh, You were talking about much loved and missed chocolates of the past. Uh, Here's my comprehensive list of chocolate that I loved. Uh, Spunky Bean. Yes, that was an American one, wasn't it? Cherry Wasteland. Salty Clutch. (laughs) Prowling Disappointment orange barrymore yes much missed the dead badger silt silt uh john inman's fudge of wonder i think you can still get that uh, a sock full of bile and my personal favorite the marzipan cloaca uh thank you thank you very much for that um <clears throat> i did ask uh, how are you just you know how ha- how how are you uh david brazel got in touch and just said mustn't grumble thank you for that david uh failed to grasp the Fundamental precept of podcasting, which is uh, it's it's two white men agreeing. Uh, grumbling is is really all we have. That's that's all we've done so far. Uh, this show, <laughs> uh, Lindsay! Hello, Lindsey, uh, duty listener over on the east coast, I think, of uh, America. Hi, Jake. I'm so excited to hear your voice again. I'm excited to see your email. Uh, I love theme parks. Yes, we're talking about World of Jumanji opening in Chessington next year. Uh, Although I haven't been to one in a long time When I was in high school, the marching band This is as American as it could get, isn't it? Uh, Went to a competition in Orlando uh, Which can only be said like that in this country Orlando, yeah, we went up Orlando Yeah, really nice actually uh, Honestly, the breakfast are amazing in Orlando Uh, And we got to go to all the theme parks after our set We came in second! Oh, well done! At Universal Studios, they used to have a Ride based... That's me doing an air quotes voice based on the movie Twister. Uh, I know what you're thinking. A disaster movie about a tornado sounds like a fun ride. It was not a ride. Instead, you stood in a room done up to look like a Midwestern farm. You stood underneath the porch and were then sprayed with water to simulate rain while a wind machine blasted you. And then fake debris, which included a plastic cow. We got cows! I've seen that film more times than I should have done, would fly past you. Then the tornado would end and you'd leave the room wondering why you wasted all that time in line. If I was to make a theme park based on a boring franchise, I would pick Law and Order. That's a good call. Law and Order was, um, is that, no, is that CSI? No, Law and Order goes, doesn't it? I think. Um, When I worked at BBC America in Washington, D.C., uh, weirdly, the toilet cubicle doors in my office made that noise every time you shut them. It was quite disconcerting. And I often left them looking like a crime scene. Anyway, uh, Lindsay says the attractions would include finding a dead body in a public park, finding a dead body in a trashed hotel room, finding a dead body in a garbage-strewn alley, chasing perps through crowded streets, including fruit stands and old ladies to knock over, and the thrilling conclusion jury duty oh yeah i'd queue up for easily 18 hours for that anyway i'm loving the new podcast great show steve thank you uh, thank you very much i appreciate that that's very very nice of you well look um i'm gonna leave it there because i yeah, i got stuff to do i've got to do some uh newsy hip hop today oh i did promise you some music didn't i um i didn't i did on monday for wednesday but you know it's all very fluid at the moment uh this is a music from a new podcast called Beercast. Uh, featuring Larry and Paul, I know, your favourites, and Johnny Ianson, who might not be your favourite yet, but should be. Uh, I worked with him at Radio Leeds, he's a very nice man. Anyway, the music I've been using at the top of these podcasts was the initial sketch that I sent to them, which I kind of liked, um, but they said sounded too much like a daytime game show, Uh, which I'm not going to lie, cut me deep and kind of killed the tune forever <clears throat> it was just a sketch guys it was just a sketch uh, anyway this is the music that they ended up using um, and it's it's a great podcast. Uh, i'm saying that i haven't i haven't actually listened to it but you know it's on my list definitely on my list um anyway that's it from me uh still welcoming your your submissions your thoughts on twitter uh chocolates theme parks i mean any other business whatsoever i will if anyone wants to uh i tried to get hold of rick but i left it too late Uh, if anyone wants to play celebrity soup of the day maybe we could play it on oh i can't do a podcast on monday on tuesday you're around and you want to do it, not today at swanburst.com. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I love you and uh, speak to you soon. Lots of love. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production.